if you are experiencing chronic pain or you wanted to harness the power of the mind, then this episode is for you. We will discuss holistic healing techniques to help you achieve lasting long results. Have you watched the documentary Heal? Yes, we are going to talk about that. We know that we have more control over our health than we have been taught to believe. Listen to this episode to discover how our thoughts, beliefs, and emotions have a huge impact on our health and our ability to heal. Are you ready? Come and join us. Right, today we have a very, very special guest. She is one of my best friends. She's a teacher, she's a mentor, she is amazing, and you guys are going to love her. Then I can't wait to share all her knowledge with all of you. Her name is Lisa Moore, and she has a passion for helping people heal at the root level using the mystical science of yoga and Ayurveda, specialized energy healing techniques and core shamanism. She believes that harnessing the power of the mind can bring wellness to every area of your life. That we have a lot of like similar and common beliefs as far as healing yourself and using the holistic approach. And I can't wait to share more about how the mind control your body. Then before we get started, welcome, welcome, Lisa. Thank, Thank you for you joining for us. Me. Of course, you had to be the first guest. Of course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very special to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm curious, how did your journey on holistic health begin? Well, it began by accident because I was traditionally very... Um, allopathically inclined with Western medicine and had been on antibiotics for a long time for asthma and other health conditions. So I didn't really know (laughs) what the word holistic meant. Uh, But when I had my daughter 27 years ago, I had some complications with her being turned the wrong way and I hurt my back. And Mm. um, so much to the degree that I couldn't even pick her up for the first few days that I had her. So I kind of got on a merry-go-round there of some painkillers and um, different modalities. Um, I did try things like acupuncture and massage and those were felt great, but they didn't help to heal me. So um, my chiropractor finally recommended trying yoga and I mm. turned my nose up at it because I had been a dancer and I was mm. flexible, right? Of Isn't that what yoga is? It's just being <laughs> flexible. So um, I was living in Tucson, Arizona at the time, and I started taking some classes and it was almost like a miracle. My back healed very quickly. And I now realize that's because it didn't only work on a physical level, but it worked on my nervous system Mm. and also my energy body. So that was getting my foot on the path. And then from there, you know, like we all do, we start reading books and like, oh, wow, this is amazing. And um, it just unfolded over many years. But that was the first step. That makes so much sense. Yes, it's so interesting how many times they we needed some some physical pain or some physical challenge to actually help us to find the holistic path. It would be so much better if we actually work with the holistic and bring all of that to our life 
as a preventive care because it could prevent so many extra problems to happen. But I'm glad that they, in a way or the other, you found a day, you found a way and here you are so many years later and you have helped so many people. Then I'm just curious, what is your definition of the word holistic? What does that mean to you? So holistic for me is to take everything about the person into consideration, right? Their age, their where they, where they are in life, their um, physical uh, physicality, their stressors, their mind, their relationships, their you know how many hours do they spend at we uh, at work every day? Are they raising a family? Do they live alone? Um, stress levels. Uh, any traumas that they've had in their lifetime, any things that might be unprocessed that could still be eating away at a deep level that's affecting their health. So it's looking at every aspect of a person's life and trying to find some type of natural solution. Mm, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I can totally relate that when I think about even like the physical therapist, the holistic part of physical therapist, it's taking consideration all of the body as one body versus just the shoulder, just mm -hmm. the knee, just the back. Like I'm sure when you had your back problem before, I'm sure you had to work on the whole body, not just the back, mm -hmm. to feel better. And that's definitely something that I see a lot with my my patients as, far, as, a, as being a physical therapist is like when you're working holistically, when you're working on the whole body and the whole system, mm -hmm. people get better so much faster. And that's one of the beauty of the holistic approach for sure. Then, can you share a bit more with me uh, as far as what the philosophy when you actually tell a little bit more to the to the people that are listening uh, about the Ayurveda? Like, mm -hmm. how is that correlated to the yoga? Right. And maybe give a little bit more because I think a lot of people out there don't even know they mm -hmm. are uh, related. Yes. They're so closely related. Yes. And maybe just give a little more information about that. If people that's just, that's actually is a really good question. And when um, yoga made its way over here, I think in the late 1800s, unfortunately Ayurveda didn't catch the boat over, right? Um, Ayurveda is a Sanskrit word that means the science of life. And it is a sister science to yoga and they were developed thousands of years ago to be practiced together mm -hmm. as a complete healthcare system. So, they weave together, yoga works on the body, right? And detoxifying the body and opening the body so that the energy channels are open so that the nervous system is calm. And Ayurveda works with uh, the organs, the systems of the body. It works on a constitutional model. So uh, there's three doshas or constitutional types made of the elements. And so once you understand a person's biochemical makeup, according to Ayurveda, then you know what kind of foods or diets are gonna be best for them, what kind of lifestyle practices. It's not a one size fits all system. Mm -hmm. And they both work intently on getting control of the mind. Both sciences believe that the mind controls the body. Our thoughts are gonna make us happy or sad, stressed, tense, so once we can get control of the mind and everybody's heard the term monkey mind, right? Mm -hmm. Or being all over the place. Once we get better control of the mind, then we can control the body. Absolutely. Then let's definitely go deeper to that topic because that's one of my favorite <laughs> topics. Like how much control the mind can have over the body and the other way around as well. Like when we learn how to manage the nervous system and the vagal 
response and the the parasympathetic and, and sympathetic system, all that nervous kind of like reaction, when we learn how to manage that, how much better can we feel? The, can you tell me a bit more about how does yoga and Ayurveda look at that piece of the mind controls the body? Yeah, well, it's, it's the forefront, right? The whole, the pinnacle of yoga is meditation. Right? And, you know, the ultimate pinnacle would be enlightenment, right? That might take a couple lifetimes, but, you know, that's the goal. So yoga is a system that works through something called the eight limbs. Um, so you go in these eight steps traditionally. The first two limbs of yoga are moral and ethical things, mm. right? So they're called the yamas and the niyamas. They're kind of like the 10 commandments, right? Mm -hmm. So this would be learning to manage your energy, not to judge people, right? Not to steal, um, not to be attached to the outcomes of things or material things, um, honesty. And you would master those things before you would even be able to do the physical practice. And that's mm -hmm. how it was traditionally taught thousands of years ago, right? So before you'd even go into doing the poses and everything, you would have a lot of energy in check, right? Mm -hmm. So then you get to work on the body. And then after you've kind of worked on the body some, then you can work on the breath because the body's relaxed enough now mm -hmm. for you to go deeper. And then um, you'd work on withdrawing your senses, um, concentrating, and then ultimately getting control of the mind. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. And it kind of reminds me like when you were saying as far as the order of like the traditional order where actually first started. And I think a lot of people may even be surprised by that because today it became such a popular yoga became an exercise. And I think you lost a lot of the beauty in the depths of how powerful yoga as a science can be not just the exercise benefit. And I think that's beautiful that you bring that up because that can really take us so much deeper when we connect it to our feelings, our emotions, the releasing the judgment and doing all the self and personal development and learn about ourselves. Mm -hmm. then we can, the exercise part can come so much easier right. as well. It's so much more powerful. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And in the West, we're very, we're very attached to our bodies and how they look and how they can perform and, and what we can do with our bodies. So if you get these first two limbs down first, then you're not so attached to your body. You can go deeper into your heart, your soul, your mind, and work on healing those. So, you know, I like the point that you brought up that it is a science. It is. Mm -hmm. It is a very deep, vast, proven science along with Ayurveda. And that's something that is just, it's missing a lot over here. For sure. mm -hmm. Yeah. It actually, as you say that, it's reminded me of a client I was seeing last week that she came to me because she wants to lose weight. She's having a lot of eating disorder and really challenged with the food relationship. And as I was talking to her, I asked her, what is the most important for you to lose the weight and feel good about your body? Or is for you to increase your self-confidence mm -hmm. and feel good about your body? And she's like, well, I feel like I really want to lose weight and that's going to give me, give me the self-confidence. But deep inside, I really know that the weight is secondary. And I thought it was so wise for her to actually acknowledge that because that's kind of what you were saying. It's like when we acknowledge that the physical body, it is the manifestation of how we see ourselves how we look at the mirror, what we see, mm -hmm. it makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. Can you give me some example of experience you had before where you notice like how impactful is the mind over the body? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do, um, I do private yoga, but I also do um, some energy work as well. Um, and so I work one-on-one with people, but I've seen some amazing spontaneous healings, right? Mm-hmm. I had a client recently that had an ovarian cyst um, and we worked through some longstanding anger issues that she had, um, with some physical exercises. I like to work with the body because the body holds all of the memories, the traumas, your body is mm-hmm. the storage house of everything that's ever happened to you. And when we don't process things, they go into the tissues of the body. Right. And Anna knows this, she's a great physical therapist. She's helped me a lot. Um, so the body keeps the score, right? Absolutely. So I like, I do, I have exercises and things that I do with the body to, to do what I call ripening the charge, ripening, where's the energy stuck? Is it your shoulder, which is really your heart Mm -hmm. lungs, you know, issue? Is it in the gut? Uh, There's something in your life that you can't digest, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we did some exercises. She released a lot of, um, longstanding anger that she never processed and, she went back to the doctor to have an ultrasound to decide what to do with the cyst. And it was gone mm. just a few days after our, our work. So that is a very strong example of the, wow. the mind controls the body. Um, I also work a lot with mantras, sound vibration, right? And uh, I had a lady recently that had a, um, a lump in her breast and um she did a certain mantra that she had selected and went to the doctor and it, it was gone. And that's what she attributed to. Um, you always need to go to the doctor and get things checked out. Yes. I'm going to say that for sure <laughs> with your doctor. Let's put a big disclaimer. Yes. Make sure Absolutely. that you follow your doctor's direction. Everything yes. that we were talking about, it is complimentary. Exactly. But I totally agree with, I actually had a personal experience myself mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I had the dysplasia on my uterus and it, it also just disappeared. Mm-hmm. I did my, my healing journey and we get to the details on that some other day, <laughs> but it was gone. Like the doctor looked at me and said, like, I can't believe it. What, what did you do? This is impossible. And it's such a good way to remember that we have the power of healing and giving that power back to us yes we do need practitioners we that we do need people like lisa to help with your diet and the healing and the movement and things like that we do need practitioners like us to support the healing journey but in the end the body is the one that's doing the healing and remembering that when we give that power back to our body, the body knows what to do. It just needs a little support and then we can get there. That's absolutely true. And you and I have talked about this before, but sometimes we think that healing has to be hard and arduous and needs to take mm-hmm. a long time. And we need to go see a lot of people and take a lot of things. And I have found that not only personally, but with a lot of my clients, that yes. is not true. Healing can be instant. It can be spontaneous. And a lot of it is just changing your perception and taking back your power, getting connected to your body, getting down in it and listening to it. And usually the answers are there. Absolutely. That is such a good point. It actually reminded me like when I was working just as a physical therapist, 
like the average physical therapy takes about 24 to 32 sessions to heal someone because one body part like if you go to the insurance it's one body part per session because the insurance doesn't want to pay more than that but anyways um and when i start incorporating the holistic approach the whole body the healing energy the mindset shift i had patients that come with one session mm-hmm. after 30 minutes it's like gone the pain is gone. I'm one of them. So. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's totally possible. And I noticed the shifting from 24 session average to like four to eight sessions mm-hmm. average. And that's huge. It is huge. It's a big, big difference. And it's so important. And I also see that a lot to where you're saying as far as taking that power and understanding how powerful the mind is because they, the patients, they recognize that and they take their power back faster, mm-hmm. they also heal faster. Mm-hmm. And I think you probably have a similar mm-hmm. experience, right? The faster you can actually believe that you can heal, believe that yes. you deserve that you can heal, the faster you will heal. Mm-hmm. I find that be absolutely true. Yep, for sure. Then uh, that was actually one of my intention when I wanted to create the podcast was to really spread that word they, we have that power of healing as we can and as you deserve. That if anybody ever, ever told you otherwise, that is not true. Mm-hmm. Every single one of us deserve to feel better. And that's so important for us to take that power back and believe on that potential feel better again. Yeah, it's our birthright to be happy and healthy. That is our right. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Beautiful. Then um, I have a question. What are three tips that you wish all your clients knew to improve their health? Okay. (laughs) The first thing I would say, and this is from the sciences of yoga and Ayurveda, is that the mind controls the body, right? Um, You know, that feeling of when you're happy as can be, and then you get a phone call that, you know, your mom is sick or, you know, your kid did something bad at school or whatever, and your whole mood changes. It only changes because your mind shifted into some other, you know, degree or some other realm. So we understand that the mind controls the body. That's the first thing. And the more power you have over the mind, the quicker and the easier you're going to heal. The second thing I would like people to know that, um, and I tell this to my students, all the time, whatever the question is, the answer is meditation. Mm. (laughs) Um, Meditation is the answer to just about everything because that is how we learn to control the mind. The mind cannot be controlled when it is full of information, full of thoughts, worry, uh, stress, anger. It's like this compression. So in order for the mind to be expansive, we've gotta be still, we've gotta be silent. We've gotta have room for healing to occur. So. The good thing about meditation is that there's so many different ways to meditate. You know, it's not just sitting there like this and just being still. In fact, that's scary for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first time somebody ever did that with me, and it was at a time in my life when I had a lot of anxiety, I abandoned it for years. Mm-hmm. So there's many, many, many different types of meditation. I always meet people where they're at with that. And then the last thing I would say is you have got to get down into your body. Most of Mm -hmm. us are detached from our body. We're in our heads, we're in our minds and all of our energy is up and we're giving our energy away, right? 
So once we get seated or rooted down in your body, and I didn't even know what that was for years. I didn't even know what that meant, mm-hmm. right? Being grounded, being present. But once you can get down in your body, um, then you learn to listen to that. And your body will tell you signals. It will give you messages. It will give you wisdom, right? So getting down in your body, learning to meditate and getting control of your mind are to me, three of the most important things you could do uh, in your healing journey. Beautiful, beautiful. And that, that third part is so important as mm-hmm. foundation for so much <laughs> of the things I teach and I know that. And, and for the listeners, they are my clients and know that's what we call the body wisdom or your intuition, really listening to your intuition to get all those messages that Lisa is referring to. And the more we can connect to our body, the more we can listen to those those wisdom that we already have inside and that helps to manage the anxiety the stress and all the other emotions what will consequently help you to the mind to control the body better and getting that better alignment with the mind and body working together versus fighting with each other with that monkey mind like you were mentioning i think that's such an important tip I also love what you're saying as far as meditation, because I hear that a lot from clients as well. Oh, I don't like meditation. It didn't work for me. And like Lisa was mentioned, there are so many different ways of meditating. That if you try before and didn't work for you, try something else. Mm-hmm. It's like exercise. There's so many ways to do exercise. If you try Pilates and that didn't work, try yoga. Mm-hmm. There's so many options out there, but we got to find what works for us. And it does make a big difference and impact on our health for sure. That's so, so important. And can you maybe lead us with like a short meditation and people can? Yeah, I'll do a really quick meditation. This is when you talked about there being so many different ways to Mm -hmm. meditate. I work a lot with the breath right? Because people can feel the breath, they can sense the breath, they can access the breath. So using the breath is a really nice gateway to meditation. So this particular meditation we're going to do is to pacify the sense organs. We're going to learn Ayurvedic practices to calm your nervous system via your sense organs. So if you think about this, your sense organs are the gateway to your nervous system, right? So what you hear every day, you know, whether it's your kids screaming or traffic or too much TV news, your eyes, what you take in, smells, right, your skin. So this is going to work with the breath and it's going to work with um, the sensory organs. So go ahead and Perfect. sit down. You can I'm, do it even laying down. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do that too. Okay. <laughs> so um, go ahead and get comfortable and just get seated down in your body. So just feel your energy come down. If you're sitting in a chair, feel you know, your hips on the chair, feel your feet on the floor. If your hands are on your lap, connect to that. And just this downward current of energy. So tuning into gravity, right? Getting present. And then bringing your awareness just inside of your nostrils and just starting to sense the breath moving in and out. So just being mindful of the breath. And just on your own, let it deepen a little bit. It doesn't have to be any kind of major um, pranayama or breathing practice, but just get settled in your body and connect to your breath. Now this is called uh, a prana breath. Prana is the word for life force energy. 
prana can be um, nourished by this practice. It can bolster up our sense organs. So now that you're in touch with the breath and you're seated in your body, we're going to work on building our life force energy or prana. So what I want you to do as you inhale is I want you to imagine that you're breathing in through all of the sensory openings in your head so that you're breathing in through your skin, your eyes, your nose, your ears, your mouth. And when you take that inhale, I want you to hold your breath for a few comfortable seconds. And I want you to concentrate your energy right between your eyes, kind of just in your forehead. And then as you exhale, I want you to imagine that you're breathing through, we call it the third eye. You're breathing through that point between the eyebrows and your forehead. So that's it. You're just breathing in through the sense organs into that third eye space, holding your breath and let that energy build up nice and strong. And then exhale, breathe it out like it's a beam of light or a laser beam. Make sure you take a complete exhale and we'll try five more rounds together. Excellent, go for one more. And when you feel complete, you can just let your eyes flutter open. Oh, look at Anna. Mm. So things you might immediately feel just kind of like a lightness, like a little floaty feeling, yes. right? Yes, oh, um, feels so good, so grounding. Yes. And Ah, delicious. Yes. So good. So it's instant medicine, breath work, meditation. It can work quickly. So don't think you have to sit there and do it for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. yeah. That is such important. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you mentioned that. It's such an important thing to remember. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take long. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we just need to take 10 deeper breaths mm -hmm. or do this very simple mm -hmm. and free mm -hmm. technique that Lisa just showed us. And it shifts everything. That if you are experiencing that monkey mind, feeling like the mind is all over the place, you can't control your body, feeling ungrounded, you can just pause mm -hmm. and do a very simple technique and bring yourself back to the center. And I think that's what's so important for us to remember because that's really the power of choice. Mm -hmm. Like when we are aware, the moment that we re realize that we are out of balance, if we pause and go back to the center and go do some of those techniques, the breath work, for example, it changes right away. It is right so away. powerful. That it is immediate. And, and one thing I just want to add to that, a couple of things are that I always tell my students that you have a pharmacy in your body. Yes. You get all the tools and the, you know, because this we're stimulating the endocrine system, right? Mm -hmm. Hormones and serotonin and melatonin. We can access and, and increase those neurochemicals right away. Um, and I'll also say about yoga, you know, we think that yoga has to be going somewhere and doing a class, an mm -hmm. hour long class. And if we can't make it to yoga tonight, well, it'll be next week before I can get to yoga. That's not the way it's supposed to be, mm -hmm. right? What we just did was yoga. And so 
yoga should be a life practice and you should know these skills, you know, that you can do anywhere throughout the day. You know, when you feel the tension coming on, take it down with just five minutes of that. So absolutely. Yeah. Yoga is just a, it's a lifestyle. It's not a thing you go do. It's actually a way of life. It's a connection to the divine. So um, that's the way it was practiced is yeah. a way of managing your energy. So. Absolutely. I love it that you say that. Thank you for clarifying because I think a lot of people get confused. And I actually, the way that I say to my clients is let's walk in a state of meditation. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's kind of similar to what you're saying. It's like, let's walk on that state of yoga. Let's walk on that sense of being in peace and calm and relax. And when we bring that to the neuroscience part, is bringing back to not being on that state of fight and flight, not being running from the tiger. And when you do that little pause that we just did, what you were telling your nervous system is like, oh, there is no tiger. I'm okay. I'm safe. I'll be okay. Then your body can stop. Your body can relax. Your body can heal because there is no healing when we are on the fight and flight. And that's so important to just give it those little breaks throughout the day and as many times as you can, as often as possible, until it becomes your new normal. Yeah. Your natural state is relaxation. Yes. You might not know that. I didn't know it for about 40 years, but <laughs> your natural state is to be grounded and relaxed. And it's a state we call sattva in yoga. It's neutral. Mm-hmm. It's pure. It's calm. It's connected. So I love that walking in meditation. So I tell my students, you get up and you start your day Mm -hmm. in that mode. And then if you feel something starting to pull you out of balance, you take your skills, your mudras, your mantras, your movement, your breath work, your meditation, and it takes minutes is all to bring you back. Mm -hmm. So that is the real yoga. Absolutely. And and I totally agree. I think a lot of people believe that that stress response is the normal and it's not mm-hmm. like when even when we think back to our ancient time, right, when we're living on the cave and we are kind of enjoy our life and relax, that was the normal. Mm-hmm. We only went to that fight and flight mode when we went to to hunt, when we went to look for food. That was like a little piece of the day or a little piece of the week. It was not that constant 24 hours mm-hmm. with internet and that pressure that we put on ourselves to have to answer everything really fast, to do everything really fast. And I was running, 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 running. Mm-hmm. And, and then we like, okay, just pause. And then your nervous system is like, ah, thank you. (laughs) And we almost feel guilty if we pause, right? Because we're supposed to be doing something. We got to be taking care of something or somebody. Um, And that's hypervigilance. And it can feel weird at first. It Mm -hmm. was for me. I felt you always feel like you need to be doing something, right? And we don't need to be nearly doing nearly as much as we're doing every day. Absolutely. And I think that's what come back to the the mind controls the body is like when we give ourselves that permission to pause even though it feels uncomfortable even though it feels wrong even though it feel whatever different for you but the moment that you give yourself that that permission to pause you immediately feel the difference in your body and that's the important piece is like okay if you are stressed you're feeling more pain if you relax, the pain decreases. Well, what do you prefer? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right? It's, it's yeah. a very simple choice. Right. It's, it's, it's just one or the other. And most of the time, we don't realize that we even have that choice until we actually pause and try 
something, I would highly encourage you the listening today to practice that for 30 days. How does that feel if you pause five times a day? Put an alarm on your phone. Pause five times a day and do the breath work Lisa was teaching us today. Or just focus on your breath for five minutes. Something super simple that you can commit with. And then after 30 days, notice the, the difference that creates in your life. Because I can guarantee you that's going to make a difference. It will be profound. Mm -hmm. absolutely guaranteed yes we're challenging you yes can't wait to hear make sure that you leave the comments below and you know put put your on your review let us know how they how the experience was after you've been practiced i would love to hear from you and see how is that impacting your life because it's totally possible uh anything else that you'd like to share with our audience before we finish any less tip yeah i would just say i'm just going to challenge you guys to listen to your body listen to your body and pause just those two seemingly simple things can be extremely profound beautiful well say well say that can make a huge difference in your whole entire life i love that challenge make sure that you take it in and lisa is actually providing us a beautiful gift that if you listen to this podcast and you'd like to learn more about what Lisa is doing and some of the work and how she can help you, you can go ahead and schedule a free 20 minutes phone consultation with Lisa. And I will put the information below as well for you to contact her. Yes, fantastic. Highly, highly recommend her work. Everything that she does is amazing. We collaborate together really well. And we have a lot of patients in common and it's beautiful, the complement of each other as a team. We need a team sometimes, then no, no one therapist is enough. And it's beautiful to be able to have people like Lisa that I highly recommend to all my patients when, when they need that kind of service. And if that's you, make sure that you contact her and get more information. And I think that's it for today. Then thank you so, so much for listening. And if you feel like that was helpful, please share that with your friends, your family, anybody that you know that need to hear that information today. And if you heard anything that was really impactful, that really you really like it, and you'd like to help us to spread that word to more people, make sure that you leave a review under the iTunes or I... I Spotify or iTunes and then help us to be able to reach more people in that sense and I always love to read the reviews and see how does that impact you as well then thank you so much hope you have a fantastic day and be healthy mm -hmm.